All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Laura Canfield Show, the Awakened Happiness Now Global Series. Thank you so much for being here with us today. And if you are watching live on YouTube or you're watching on the replay, please do like and subscribe for more <laughs> videos and join us regularly. We do live shows Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays normally, but it can always change. So always check back, please. And I'm so excited because we get to share these wonderful speakers, teachers, healers who have uh, all this wonderful wisdom, resources, tools, support to aid us in our growth, in our evolution, in our expansion of consciousness. And uh, they have so much wisdom and teachings that I always learn something new every single time. So I hope you will join me more often. Please do join and subscribe. And let's get started with today's show. My good friend Irma K. Sawyer is back with us today. And we are going to be talking about, well, the cosmic weather updates. That's the first place where we always start. And then we always move into other more fun stuff as well. So the cosmic weather updates as of now, because there's so much happening, but we're going to talk about the recent shift of Saturn in Pisces. It's a two and a half year transit and what it means for those having their first or second Saturn return and everyone else. We're going to talk about the shift of Pluto in Aquarius, which starts today and how it will impact power and the people. We're also going to talk about the upcoming spring or fall eclipse season, what to expect and how to prepare. All that and more will be taking live caller questions. So if you do have questions, you can type your question in the chat. Just know that because um, Irma does not have your information, birth date, et cetera, she's not going to be able to give personal information, but general questions, and she's very intuitive as well, um, are up for grabs, but nothing specific to your chart, okay? So for those of you who don't know Irma, she's been on our show many times. We love having her here. We talk about astrology for sure, but we also talk about crystals a lot as well. So there's always some little bit that pops in around about crystals and we all love crystals. I have so many. Um, if you want some, come to my house and get some because I have to start giving some away. Um, but for those of you who don't know Irma, she is an author, a spiritual teacher, an intuitive counselor, an Akashic Records consultant, and energy healing practitioner. From Southern California, she's been in professional healing and consulting practice since 1992 and holds certifications in Reiki, magnified healing, shamanic healing, intuitive counseling, and Akashic record consulting. As a natural intuitive, she began giving readings at age 12. So uh, Irma spontaneously began channeling the Archangelic Energy Collective in 1996 and her current guidance team, the Akashic Wisdom Keepers, in 2007. She's also the author of six books, and she has many courses that she offers on her website as well, plus she offers many services that you can also partake of, um, and she's, yeah, very intuitive, very spot on with astrology readings, et cetera, and Akashic Record readings, everything. So I'm so glad that Irma's back with us, so please join me in welcoming Irma back to the show. Irma, welcome. Hi, thank you so much. Hello, everybody. Hello, beautiful Laura. I love being on your Hello. show. It's been, it's been a minute, and um, <laughs> I'm uh, I'm so glad to be back. Hi, everybody. Thanks for joining us today, or watching the replay later. Exactly. Um, yeah, I know it's been hectic for the past little while, right? We've all been going through a lot of stuff, right? To be honest, and um, I, I always think, okay it's going to, it's going to settle down. It's going to slow down. It's going to get better, calmer. <laughs> Some, I have this fantasy in my head of things are going to, you know, slow down and they don't. But so, you know, 
we've all had lots going on in the past year, uh, two years, three years, right? But now it's even, it's even more, I'm not going to use the word crazy, but there's like even more going on. <laughs> so I know we're going to start talking about that first, what's going on in the cosmic weather. But I mean, honestly, it's like we, I could use a little break. I, I, I forced myself to take a little break last week. So I did my shows, yes, but, um, you know, I, I put my out of office on in my for my emails and it's like, I'll get back to you next week. And then this week I was going to do the same thing again, because just with everything going on, I needed some downtime. I needed some time for, for, for me, right. To go through some stuff and it's all good now. So it's all, it's, it's, you know, whatever, but, um, we need that break sometimes and we don't give ourselves, I don't give myself <laughs> a break often enough, right? So um, I'm, I'm feeling too that we're being called to take that break for, for ourselves, right? We as a, as a being of light, you know, we are of spirit, yes, but our physical bodies and our mental bodies and our emotional bodies, they've all been through so much and they need a break, right? Absolutely. I'm glad you brought that up. Joyce always brings up great stuff, of course. Very tapped in as well. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, that's a great point. And I I was saying this at my forecast at the beginning of the year. We're in a rabbit year, right? You're the rabbit and we're in a seven vibration. And mm-hmm. a seven vibration, you know, is a very highly spiritual vi- vibration. It's, it's a yin vibration. It's a lot softer. And I've had people go, oh, when are we going to get a break from the weather? And it's like, it's not up to the weather to configure, you know, the way we want it to be. It's up to us. And I just, I'm definitely taking more time off. I did a little break, mini break last week, ran out to Sedona for a couple of days. I had a friend visiting and I went, oh, great. An excuse to go out to Sedona. I think I'll go do that. So this is what we're, you know, I feel like there's like a wonderful synchronicity that goes along with this in a seven year also, right? Because like, like that thing, like, oh, I need a little break. And then boom, here's this beautiful opening to see someone I hadn't seen in nine years. And it was this wonderful time. And it was very quick and I had to come right back, but it was still was very nourishing to be there. So I'm glad you're taking some time. That's really, really important. Um, This is really going to sustain us. Uh, You can have me on again next year. Uh, 2024 is an eight and a dragon year. This is going to be one of the most potent years of our life. Like really, it's very, very big next year. So I feel like what we're doing while we're being called to go more in, you know, be inward, take time off do whatever you need to restore and rest. When I saw that this year was a seven, I was really happy and excited because we need this. We absolutely mm-hmm. need this last couple of years. Yes. Very intense for whatever people are going through in their, in their personal lives. So yeah, do it, <laughs> do it, take, <laughs> take the time. And another thing I found too, is like, you know, with people that are doing the light work that are, that are in service, for example, you know, I've, I've done some, some teachings on this. It's like there's heightened synchronicity in a seven year, right? Because it's a highly spiritualized year. Oh, yeah. So, for example, I went, how am I going to get my butt to Sedona financially? Boom, just had all the stuff show up. I put it out there in the universe like I really want, I really would need this. I really want to do this. And I had some things show up and I was able to do it. And I think that's a good example you know, and that's also a little wink from the universe going, yeah, we heard you. We know that you, the universe, of course, is always going to support us being loving and nurturing towards ourselves. So that, you know, that's a great point. I think it's a really good place to start too. So thank you. Yeah, absolutely. So take care of you, especially if you are taking care of others or if you're doing service work, you can't do 
as good of service work or caring for others if you don't take care of yourself first. We, we all know this, but we don't follow it. <laughs> yeah, so true. And you and you were really, you know, I've written about this too. You want to, there's a difference between being a little tired and a little burned out to getting into like burnout mode and what I call burnout mode. When you're in burnout mode, you're at a deficit and yeah. you have to bring it back up just to get like at your ordinary level. This is the whole point is to completely avoid that. I mean, of course, yeah. we're going to go up and down in our energy and in the uptake and so forth. But, you know, really the one of the keys of this year going forward for the rest of this year is to really avoid burnout. Listen to what your body needs. Listen to what your consciousness and your emotional body need. And, you know, for the most part, do that as you can. So, yeah, mm -hmm. good point. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So now um, I want to talk about the, the shift of Saturn and Pisces. So. I'm so clueless. I have to admit, I'm like so terribly clueless when it comes to astrology. Even when somebody tells me, they're telling telling me to my face right there. And I'm like, not getting it. It does not, does not go in. So um, what does that mean that, that Saturn is in Pisces for the next two and a half years? What does that mean for us who, I don't even know what a Saturn return means, to be honest. You know, you talk about Saturn return. I, what is Saturn return? I know about I don't know. I mean, my birth, I know solar return, but I don't know what Saturn return is. That's a good point. A solar return means the sun goes back to the point it was when you were born. A Saturn yeah. return is the same thing. Saturn returns to the same point that it was when you were born. So, for example, you know, it's really interesting. I'm having my Saturn return this week. And because uh, yeah. I have Saturn at, at, at the second degree. So um, everybody in my age group, the 58, 59 age group is in their second Saturn return. Everybody in the 27 to 29 approximately age group is having their first Saturn return. So what does that mean? A lot, you know, there's a lot of fear associated with it. And I, I don't really think it's, it's fair. I mean, the first one I can see, because astrologically, you're not considered an adult until you have your first Saturn return. And this is approximately, like I said, 27, 28. And we all know how different looking back we can look back and see how different we are from like age 21 or 22 to 27 or 28. It could be like another lifetime just in those years. Yeah. I know, I know that it was for me. I changed my career. Like I made huge changes and this is a thing too, where, you know, it's kind of ill-advised to get married perhaps right on your Saturn return. Um, you know, there's certain things about waiting, you know, and this is when people also, they change their career, they start a career, they might have a child. So that's really kind of you're putting, stepping your foot out on your path as an adult in your first Saturn return. Your second is very much about wisdom uh, coming into your uh, chrondom, your sage energy. Um, you know, this is about giving back, you know, telling, telling your story, what you've learned, giving back to, to the younglings. You know, mm -hmm. I have some people in my life that are in their first Saturn return. And it's very interesting, you know, to be hanging out with folks that are that are literally third 29 years younger than me and finding a place to intersect and connect and have some great conversations so that that's what a saturn return is and so it brings saturn again you know he's the taskmaster he has to do with karma people tend to get kind of freaked out about it um i i think that he kind of you know has a bad rap in, in some areas i mean he basically is kind of the the sit down and shut up and do your work i mean it's mm -hmm. a it's a serious aspect you know it's not super you know uh it's it's not a party and fun and lively and all that but the great thing about it is saturn really has our best interests at heart 
it, you know, because this is, this is our soul we're talking about. This is soul yeah. evolution, you know, right. Which is going to benefit us down the road. So this is one of those things, uh, you know, it's almost like eclipse. This is similar to eclipse energy. That I'll talk about in a minute where when you're in it, a lot of times you can't really see the higher purpose, especially if you're going through something difficult, right. Or something traumatic, you're just trying to get through it. Mm-hmm. But then when you look back on that period, you go, wow, there was like, I look at back at my Saturn return. And what's interesting about it is it really set the pace. Here's a good example. I quit my corporate job and got into holistic healing and never, never went back mm-hmm. other than a couple little temp jobs or little things here and there. But as far as having a on the clock corporate job, I quit and I was unhappy there. And um, I've made jokes that I have some stuff in my chart that um, not only was I miserable, I was kind of making everybody else miserable. It was just a bad fit. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah because was, when, when we're miserable, we're definitely going to, you know, make everybody else around us miserable too. For sure. Yeah. And I mean, I have some aspects in my chart that very much are about me being an entrepreneur and kind of doing my own thing and being my own boss. And I didn't particularly like having a boss. I was lucky I had some good bosses, but I had some really not good bosses too. And mm-hmm. that, you know, that was one of those things where it was scary. I mean, I left a lucrative job for the unknown. And yeah. this is a good example of something that might come up in a Saturn return, whether it be a relationship that's not, you know, it's not nurturing, it's not helping or feeding you in any way. It's become toxic or dysfunctional, a job. Um, a living situation. So this, it kind of, Saturn could kind of force the hand of making, you know, an adult decision, you know, whatever that may be something where you have to have a long talk with yourself and go, Hmm, is this, is this really for my best interest? So I, you know, being a Capricorn and having it be my ruling planet, I'm a little more familiar and comfortable with that planetary energy. So it doesn't like freak me out as much, but um, you know, I could see why people are a little about it. Um, I know there's some questions in the chat. Maybe later we can look at some yeah, of those. So I, I yeah. was just going to ask you really quickly. So a Saturn return is usually around 28, 29, and then the second one around 57, 58, 59. Is that right? Something like around that? Yes. Ish. Someone had a question. Can I comment on the third and fourth Saturn return? You have your third Saturn return when you're in your late eighties, your fourth Saturn return, you would be a hundred and something years, years old. I, years young. I don't know anybody uh, that I've never talked to anybody that's had their fourth Saturn return. I have talked mm-hmm. to some people that have had their third. And an interesting thing about the third is you, it's, it is similar to the second and that you are to um, share your wisdom because my goodness, your late eighties, if you live to be your late eighties, you've seen a lot of stuff. You've seen a mm-hmm. lot of changes and that really though, the focus of the third is very much about cosmic consciousness. It's very much about, especially Pisces, which rules cosmic consciousness. So if you're still alive and you're 88 or 89 years old, you know, you're, you're prepping to go to the great Samadhi, you know, and in all most cases, shall we say, Right. So, um, and you know, I'm like, there's a lot of things, questions popping up, but maybe we could, um, address those as they come up, but yeah, that's, so if you're 27 to 29, it depends on, on your own individual chart. So everybody that has Saturn and Pisces is either having their first, second or third or fourth, if they're extremely old Saturn return between now and, um, what would that be? 2024, wait, so I'm mm-hmm. sorry, no, it's 2025. Mm-hmm. into 2025 yeah okay so i think i was like okay i'm trying to calculate i'm 56 now so it's like okay i should be in my second saturn return 
in the next year or two? Well, I have to see your chart because um, if you don't have Saturn, if you don't have Saturn and Pisces, then you won't be in um, the next one is Aries that follows um, Pisces. So people that are your age, uh, you know, again, I have to see your chart, but whenever, wherever Saturn is, and if that's in your chart and the way you pinpoint it is, for example, my Saturn is at two degrees of Pisces. So people are saying, is it based on age? It's generally yes and it's based on your chart so you could mm-hmm. pinpoint the date like i said for example i just did one of these readings saturn return reading the person had 14 uh their saturn at 14 pisces and that wasn't until april of next year mm-hmm. so that's actually when it is to to clarify okay. though to clarify you're kind of soaking in it the whole time because when it goes into the sign it's still affecting your saturn but that means in, the actual return is when it's within uh, right on on yours or within 10 degrees, just okay. to clarify that. So say, okay. for example, mine's at two. And then when Saturn's at 25, that's quite a few degrees away from mine. So I yeah. hope that clarifies that a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I was just, I was just thinking about, I know in the next couple of years, there's lots of life changes happening <laughs> in the next year or two, three years. There's a lot of life changes happening. So it's like, oh, yes, it makes sense because I'm okay. going to be going into my second Saturn return. It's like, OK, that makes sense because I'm I mean, I know what's happening. So and then other stuff that may happen. So it's like, OK, hmm, interesting. <laughs> I have another thing that I could comment on when we talk about Pluto. I think your changes personally uh, just my head on it <laughs> are, I think Pluto and Aquarius um, is very much related to you and your work. Yeah, and I, I think and so. you, you have Aquarius planets, right? Uh, well, I don't know. I'll have to look at your chart. Um, <laughs> even know. if you don't, it, it's, it's, well, it's based on the nature of you and who you are and the space that you hold that Pluto and Aquarius will definitely affect you. Yeah. I yeah. definitely think so. Yeah. yeah. Just, so let's talk about Pluto in Aquarius. And- right. You know, so because um, we had somebody on yesterday, um, Emily, and she was also talking about astrology as well, right? A little bit. But the the Pluto that's in Aquarius starting today is going to be in around for the next 20 years, affecting us for the next 20 years, right? That's correct. Until 2043. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's, it's a big deal. It's been in Capricorn for 16 years mm-hmm. and it okay. started in, in t- 2008. And I think it's very interesting that right on the tail end of Pluto and Capricorn, we had a nice banking crisis mm-hmm. here in California, especially in 2008, we had another banking crisis at the yeah. beginning of Pluto and Capricorn because Pluto, you know, it rules banking. It rules. That's one of the things that rules. So it goes in there and it's like, look, this is what's dysfunctional. <laughs> you guys might want to pay attention to this. And then yeah. on the way out, it's like, um, hello. <laughs> so it's on the other <laughs> other end of that I had to just laugh and go really like sometimes it's so on point like you can't make it up yeah you know like you really can't even make it up (laughs) so that that's what's going on so yeah let's talk a little bit about you know the the upside and and maybe the shadowy side of Pluto and Aquarius well basically that you know I'm always about kind of kind of uh you know crystallizing or distillating things down to more uh easier to understand terms you know that's Mm -hmm. something that I'm kind of known known for because believe me, I understand. It's like when I was learning it, it looked like Greek to me too. I mean, I or some foreign language. I get it. Yeah. Um, Pluto, <laughs> Pluto is power. It's transformational power. 
in evolutionary astrology, the system that I am trained in, it has to do with the soul. So the Pluto placement in the chart of an individual, for example, is very, very important. But also it has to do with the world soul because, mm -hmm. right? So, and, and Aquarius is about people. So I've been using the title of the great Patty Smith song, which is called power to the people, because that's what Pluto and Aquarius is. It is power returning to the people. The question is, what are the people going to do with it? Yeah. Are they going to fritter it away? Are they going to just play more video games or which is the, you know, AI and technology addiction is the shadow of Pluto and Aquarius, right? There's a lot of people that are just like stuck in their little phone yeah. world or whatever. And I've had to watch it. I spend too much time online doing my business. I've had to be aware of that. And, and that, that's another thing just to tie into what we first started talking about. Getting unplugged is essential for restoration yeah. with Saturn in Pisces, you know, Pluto, Pluto and Aquarius might be, woo, this is fun technology. Whereas the Pisces is like, I want to just hang out and like, look at this ocean right now. Or I just want to go walk in the forest with my dog right now. I don't want to talk to people. I just want to yes. chill. I <laughs> yes. want to chill. So those two energies, even though Pisces and Aquarius are next to each other, in the Zodiac and they don't necessarily think they, they get along. Okay. You know, they don't have a, they're not in a square pattern or any kind of conflict conflicted pattern, but it, when, when it comes to this though, they're very different because Aquarius is very social and it rules technology and all of that. So see, this is a beautiful use of Pluto and Aquarius. Let's get people together all around the world on zoom mm -hmm. where we, we otherwise couldn't have done that before. And that's yeah. what I love about the technology. But again, your people are going to have to be really mindful about technology burnout which is absolutely real, right? Yeah, ab ab and, of course, yeah. Yeah, you know, screen time, like screen time is very much a big deal. So um, what, what were we saying about, so the, the shadow and also Aquarius has a, a, an ability to be detached to a, a place where it can lack compassion. There's one thing to be detached in a loving spiritual way, which is the high octave of Pisces. Mm -hmm. But there's also this aspect of Aquarius that can be kind of like, not my problem. And that's really, we're, you know, we're all in it, right? I mean, on the planet, there's just one planet. There's no planet B as the saying goes. So yeah. <laughs> for us to be just like, oh, it's not my problem. That that's another shadow aspect that doesn't really work with where we're going. So what are, what are some of the, the upsides of that? I wrote this down. So yeah, definitely would be community. It, it would be equality, working towards equality of all social groups and finance, you know, economic groups working for, you know, a more kind of equal or egalitarian view, even though there's this other, you know, we all know there's this weird kind of negative view that's kind of very much polar opposite of that. But again, have to remember, it's about the people and the collective. And there's a lot of people, right? There's a lot of light workers on the planet right now. We know that. So this is another little, little bit of advice for the next 20 years <laughs> is until uh, 2043 is um, to be realistic, but to keep it positive. You know, I mm. mean, I think we don't want to get into the shadow of Pisces, which is like, la, 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 it's all good. And, you know, rose colored glasses. It's like, there's, there's some things that need to be called out that clearly yeah. are not good or negative. But at the same time, I've already seen this, you know, online with people really going deep in, um, you know, like this negative, this negativity, we have to remember that we're creating it together. We're dreaming the new dream together, as mm -hmm. our shamanic friends would say. Mm -hmm. So that that's really kind of what I would say about, you know, about Pluto and Aquarius is just remember your power 
And it also starts with self-sovereignty. I've been doing a lot of work in my monthly, I do monthly healing groups and we've been doing a lot of work with clearing uh, impediments to sovereignty, you know, whether it be shame or guilt or, um, you know, or, or we need to offer more forgiveness towards others or ourselves. These are just some of the examples. So mm-hmm. that's some of the things we're going to be working on, but group work is awesome. Group yeah. work is going to be where it's at, whether you get together, you know, real world, like whether it's a drumming circle, a meditation group, like connecting with people on the physical plane, (laughs) which is something that, you know, we haven't really been doing a lot of, we're getting back to that now. Mm -hmm. So I think it's going to be both are important, you know, zoom meetings, for people all around the world, and then also meeting with people in your community. Sounds good. Yep. Yeah. Power to the people. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. All yeah. right. So what about the equinoxes coming up? I mean, eclipses. Sorry. E- yeah. the equ- Yeah. We just, we just had the equinox. Happy related had equinox, everybody. <laughs> um, I just want to make sure I shared everything about that. Um, eclipses. These are big, very big. The first one um, is on April 20th and it's uh, going to be in um, this, it's interesting, the uh, last part of the sun is going to be at the 29th degree, which is called an anoretic degree, which is considered critical. Mm-hmm. It's a critical point. It's the 29th is the last degree before it goes into something. There's 30 and then it goes goes back to zero. Mm-hmm. So, for example, we're at zero degree, zero, zero Pluto and Aquarius today, which okay. I think being on this show is extremely <laughs> auspicious. Uh, in a lot, a lot of ways to be, I'm really honored. And when I looked at that, I went, it's today. Wow. So (laughs) we are literally at zero degrees, zero minutes, Pluto and Aquarius in this show. So we are stepping into this is, this is a paradigm shifter. You know, Pluto is a paradigm oriented planet, but back to this. So the, uh, so it's the solar new moon, is going to be at 29 Aries. Again, it's the, um, it's the critical degree. And when I sat with this a little bit, I've, I've written quite a bit about this over the years. Lightworkers, empathic types have had issues about embodiment. Mm-hmm. They may even have guilt and shame about being embodied. They may have shame about, you know, the not good enough stuff, depending on their chart. I know my generation, Pluto and Virgo, this is one of the wounding things that we've had to work through is it's actually okay to take up space. It's actually okay to exist. Um, Some people, unfortunately, through dysfunctional uh, family situations or systems might have heard that they're not worthy to Mm -hmm. be here which, you know, which is very sad. And we, and we see that. So what basically what this is saying is Aries is about, Hey, you know, I'm loud and I'm proud. I'm here. I'm glad to be here. It's the, I am, I am, I am here. And then of course, we all know that the, I am statements are so powerful. I am love. I am abundance. I am perfect health, whatever they are. So you can see when you have a, when you have the, um, solar eclipse, it energizes. It's like a super, supercharging the new moon. So it's a new cycle with a big old dose of supercharging, right? So here mm-hmm. we have coming off this, this, you know, sea change of Saturn and Pisces and Pluto and Aquarius, which are very big in and of themselves. So then we step into eclipse season just a little bit later, right? In April, April and May. So the uh, solar eclipse is April 20th and the lunar eclipse is on the 5-5. It's on mm. May 5th. Okay. And so that, that people have heard me joke about 
people in Scorpio energy, how I, I say that you could, I call it amateur hour because some people just don't do that well with that energy because it's very potent, right? It's ruled by Pluto. It's transformational energy. So mm-hmm. a full moon in Scorpio, are people going to always be in the high octave of it? No, they're not. That doesn't mean that we can't be though. So right. the, this, this is a very sensitive portal to do your own work, to maybe do work with your small community, to do work with Alara, to do that type of work, to be very mindful of who you're spending your time with and what they're bringing to the table. Because again, it's a very, very sensitive portal. So what does this mean? We're going to start out with the I am. It's it's great to be here. I have, it's great to be here. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> you know, really kind of stepping more into your embodiment and your mission. Okay, that's what that's going to be about. And then when you get into the full moon in Scorpio, again, it's a very misunderstood energy. I mean, there's some people that attribute, you know, darker, weird aspects to it. I mean, yes, that exists. But Scorpio is the sign of the wizard, of the high priest and the high priestess, of the seer. It's very powerful energy. So what does that mean? We go within and we find our own wizard, wizardess, priestess, seer, whatever you want, healer. So Mm -hmm. this is a very powerful time to do uh, healing work, that entire portal from April 20th through uh, May 5th. And also, you know, the the effects of eclipses last longer than the actual eclipse. We all we know this. They can last for days, you know, weeks, months, even years. Mm Right. Especially this one, when this one is so big and I really feel that somehow this eclipse portal ties into what we're going to be experiencing in 2024 with this dragon energy and this eight energy, which is very much about manifestation and power. So this is very much going to be a time to seed. What do you guys, what do we want to look at next year? What do we want to seed for next year? Let's put a little seed in that, you know, in the ground at that new moon, in that whole portal, it's going to be really mm-hmm. ripe for that. So that's one of the, um, the exercises to do. I, this is very interesting. I decided to look up what's called the saving symbols. And I'll explain those again. An amazing seer named Elsie Wheeler many years ago, I think it's been 50, 60, 70 years ago. Now she brought through a sign or a symbol for every degree of every sign. There's mm-hmm. 30 degrees. So that's, wow. that's a lot. I, don't even, yeah. I haven't done the math, but it's a lot. So I find these to be so spot on. I hope one day when I'm on, on the, on the etheric plane, I can find her and give her a hug because I love <laughs> this woman so much. I love her work. It's so amazing. So I looked up the points um, to say, and there's symbol systems that, that are other ones. This is the one um, it's called Sabian. And this is the one that I resonate with. Of course, there's others. Um, th- so the uh, symbol for the new moon is the music of the spheres. And this Mm. is very interesting because the music of the spheres are normally associated with Pisces Mm. and the 12th house. So here's that influence of Saturn and Pisces kind of giving a little kiss to that new moon, right? And what it is, when you look at the key points, according to astrologer Dane Rudyar, another person I love who is an expert in saving symbols, He said this particular symbol is attunement to the cosmic order Hmm. and listening to the inner voice. These are the keywords of that new moon. So how on, on the money is that? I still get, I still get the the chills (laughs) every time I talk about that. I was like, when I first looked that up, 
Okay. And um, we could talk about stuff I have going on, but I am doing an event uh, for that. I'm starting to do some more um, of my astrological meetups. So we're going to have mm-hmm. one on April 20th for that. So that's the new move. Dig the full move. Alignment at work, installing new connections as in a telephone lineman, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So what this means is this is new communication channels. So what I got is that these, this pair of eclipses are so important to um, furthering this, the light or spiritual agenda on the planet hmm, and turning nice. the volume down on the negative one. Yeah. Right. Nice. Cause we know it's traveling there too, but we're just going to stay in our lane and turn up the volume. And not only are we turning up the volume, we're actually establishing new connections at that full moon. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be an amazing moon to get together with your uh, like, like and like-minded brothers and sisters and do some work, do some really powerful envisioning work, right? Because we're, we're right. literally establishing new connections. This is exciting, y'all, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, li- I looked at it and I went, what? Both of those are so powerful. They're two of my, well, the music of the spheres is a really beautiful one too. Yeah. 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 So like isn't that. that cool? That's really cool. Looks like a powerful time coming up. Big time. Very yeah. much. And, also and a time the, to plant seeds, like you were saying, right? Yeah. So what, what do you want to create? What do you want to experience? What do you want to call forward? Yes, absolutely. And not all, And what's great about it, too, is that this is a really good opportunity to release anything, anything that's blocking that, you know, anything, yeah. whether, whether it be physical, emotional, on an abundance level, on a happiness level, whatever it is. So there's that window. And keep in mind, too, that th- these are just like the PowerPoints themselves, you know, April 20th and May 5th, but that's going to be in orb all the way until the fall, until the next pair of eclipses come along. And maybe I'll, we could talk about those, but this, I haven't even looked up for people are always like, Oh, what do those look like? I'm like, I'm just looking at these right now. I tend to just look out at, you know, the next few months and what we're kind of soaking in, but this is exciting. I mean, this is a really beautiful time. And also again, to have it in a seven rabbit year, yin year so what does that mean right that's so that's receptive right when you think Mm -hmm. about the soil and spring and being being more receptive so that's another thing be more in a tune what are some of the beings or deities that you could work with i know alara you work with with kuan yin and you work with with mary and divine mother uh Mm -hmm. these are going to be some wonderful uh you know energies and entities to work with you know in this in this portal Okay. Got it. Awesome. Yeah. And, you know, and I have to say, it's like, yes, when we're, we're setting our intentions, uh, planting our seeds for what we want to create, what we want to experience, but it's also, what are you willing to receive? Like we just talked about receiving, what are you willing to receive? And also, what are you willing to take action on? It's, and it's not just up to the universe to create yes. for you. Yes. You know? It's also Good us. Point. Good point. And especially, that new moon, especially it being in Aries season. Aries is absolutely about action. It's, it's young energy. It's, it's about moving. It is actually doing something right. So you're, that's a great point. You plant the seed and actually be willing to move on it, actually do something to that end. Yeah. I just find that in the, in these shows and these calls, people just talk about intentions and receiving and the universe doing everything. It's like the universe is not going to do anything if you're also not going to be a party to the creation so we're co-creating with the universe i was gonna say the universe is not going to do jack shit if you're not doing anything but it's like okay now let me, let me tone that down 
<laughs> that sounds like something I'd say in one of my meetings. <laughs> Tell it like it is, baby. Um, well, yeah. it may, well, you have true. to have both, right? There's the balance, right? Of the receiving from the universe and also us creating, doing as well. So, you know, we want to be co-creating together, not just, hey, universe, do this for me. Because that, that does not work. That, that's, so, that's so true. And you know how it ties into this? It's great because when you start out with the, you know, it's a yin energy as we start it, but then like Scorpio, I'm sorry, it's yang. It's like the new moon is like, let's get it done. Let's get going. The full moon is the culmination and it's like the cosmic womb and it's yin energy, right? So both yeah. of those things are vitally important, right? This is how we yeah. see the yin and the yang play out cosmically everywhere. So yeah, yeah, that's right. You know, you do. You, yes, some there's sometimes just to, to, to sit and receive, and there's other times to get up off your butt and get moving, exactly. right? And in, yeah. and a new moon with a solar eclipse, I would the way I describe it is it's the universe putting a fire under your butt, mm -hmm. literally, right? Because it's like, oh, there you go. So yeah, because <laughs> solar, I mean, it is fire. It's fire yeah. energy. So that's exactly. that's a great point. Thank you for that. Anytime. I'm a doer, you know, so I, for one, need to find more balance in the receiving part, you know, and the, uh, you know, creating with the universe part, you know, so I, I, you know, there's a balance, right? So it's about both the yin and the, and the yang, not just yang, yang, yang all the way, and yes. not just yin, yin, yin all the way. So we'll right. find that balance that works for you. That's right. And I, I think, well, for me, it's been interesting because in my personal journey, I have an Aries moon. I have a lot of masculine energy. I've, you know, in my own healing process, I had to learn that it was safe to be in my feminine energy. Again, that was part of my own journey. I know there's a lot of women on this call that, yeah, you know, maybe some men, some men too, that can, that can identify with that, that there's, yeah. you know, getting that safety again. Right. So some people's journey, you know, might be the opposite that maybe they've, again, they've been entirely in, they haven't stepped out. They've been letting everybody handle everything else. I mean, you see this with people, especially like, you know, maybe a neglectful childhood or abandonment, or maybe they just had to quote, grow up fast or whatever the situation mm -hmm. is, right? A lot of empaths and light workers have had to kind of fend for ourselves. You know, that, that has been in our background. And see, this is another thing that ties into Saturn return for me on the second one. It's been really amazing just to share a little personal note is my journey has always been about not only sharing my story because that's healing for me. And that's what some of that is in my books, but also when I got the feedback from people, you know, globally, that's, what's really incredible about being an author is having people all over the planet, be able to read, read your story and your, and people writing me and go, Oh, I, you know, I don't feel like I'm alone. I don't feel like I'm nuts or, you mm -hmm. know, thank you for sharing that. Right. So it really I feel like for me, it's been sharing my story, but being less attached to it. Right. Because I'm not my story yeah. on a higher level. I mean, yes, Irma K. Sawyer has karma and ego and family and all this stuff. But a lot of that story, you know, is the source. And see, I've Saturn in the fourth house. And to explain what that is, that's your family and your childhood. Mm. That means my greatest lessons came from there. And mm -hmm. that's very, very true. So, and there was a lot of pain and heartache and suffering there. And so part of my journey has been transforming and transmuting that and stepping out more into that Aries that I am, who am I without my story? Well, yeah. I'm a lot without my story. And so is everybody on this call. Yeah. So this is one way, even if you're not having a Saturn return, 
the higher aspect, the higher manifestation of Pisces energy is to transcend this, your story, is to take the value from it, take the gold from it, and, and, if, and, and share it. Again, if you're, if you're in that second set of return, you now are stepping into your sage wisdom, your crone wisdom, and your community needs you. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, I have these the younglings that are in my life and, you know, they're really interested in some of the things that I've experienced. And, and I feel like in some ways it's helping them. So mm-hmm. it's not a thing about shutting it down and not talking about it. It's a thing about not being as identified with it. So yeah. I just thought I'd share that part because that's an important part of Saturn and Pisces is, is transcendence. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. love that. You know, it, it is about not being identified with the story. And so many of us, we get caught up in that or we have the fear of that. I remember a long time ago when I wanted to write uh, something, somebody said to me, oh, no, don't, you can't write about it because then it's, I don't know, she, she judged me in some way. And so then I never did. Then I always felt like, oh, I shouldn't write about anything because it's then it makes it all about me and not about serving everybody else, you know? And it's like, it really left a, and so, you know, I haven't written anything, you know, all these years. Cause that one thought, one thought, that one thing that that one person said stuck about being identified with that story and an ego thing, you know? And it's like, man, you know, maybe when I was young, 30 ish, maybe that was the case, but you know, I definitely don't think so now, right? So how can you transcend your story so that you can really be, you know, be more of who you came here to be, right? And not not get stuck in the story of what has happened. You know, like, I'm not, I'm not me because of what happened, because of the story. I'm me because of who I am. That's right. And also how you, and also how you responded to the story. Yeah. There's that too. There's yeah. that too. You're, you're here being a shining light and holding space, being a teacher and a healer in your own right. That, that's really interesting about how, how somebody could plant a little seed that's not, uh, not positive. But I think, I think that maybe that's on, on tap for your Saturn return in a couple yeah. of years, Alar, because it's, you know, you have a lot of valuable information to share. Now, I remember reading saying sometimes, you know, when there's this thing, all writers, a lot of writers go through this where you go, oh, well, you know, nobody wants to hear this, or this is the same old, same old, mm-hmm. but nobody's story is like yours. And yeah. I remember I had somebody say that to me, you know, and I remember, and even my own guys, even the, the, the keeper said that to me, they said, it might, it's your story. It is your unique story. Nobody has that story, but you, and see, okay. that's that inner critic. A lot of writers can relate to this, that critically, oh, well, why would anybody want to read this or this yeah. is, you know, worthless or whatever. And it's like, you know, I joke and say I give that part of my consciousness. I give them a cock, give her a cocktail and put her in the sunroom. People have heard me say that before. <laughs> Thanks for your input, but I'm going yeah. to do this over yeah. here. Exactly. So that's, that's <laughs> one of those things where you're like, okay, does that resonate as being truth or useful or you know, and I think that's another thing, too, is uh, something the keepers had said and other people. This is echoed other people's, but about minimizing the inner voices that are less than love. Yeah. So that's not a loving vote. You know, it's not a loving, loving thought is no. that, you know, to not tell your story. And you know what? Even I think what it is, is it's a roadmap. This is the Saturn return too. when your life becomes a roadmap for others, a guide for others. Mm-hmm. that's really, powerful. really use really powerful. Or, you know, I have some, know some people in my life that are, have transcended and overcome very serious life-threatening illnesses. And again, have there been books about this? Yes, but they, 
other people wrote them, you know, yeah, I'm actually exactly. really excited to read these. So that's, that's an example. And see, that's a plutonic event. A plutonic event is something is a health crisis, death of a family member, you know, uprooting your life, going to, you know, another part of the country or world or whatever it is. These are things that really do change you. And mm-hmm. what, what's the saying? It's an opportunity to become better or bitter, right? There's that saying. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, no bitterness. No bitterness. Yeah. Just better. Just better. Just better. Just, mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, Absolutely. you might go through a period where you feel angry or bitter and, and that's part of it. I mean, I certainly did and no judgment for that, but the key is, you know, you don't stay there. You exactly. Just keep, you keep on moving. And exactly. that's the key. That's the key to a Pluto. And I mean, you th- also when you have returns, you can also have a Pluto return. You can have Pluto transits. All these planets, right, are moving <laughs> in your own individual blueprint. And yeah. when I had a Pluto return, it was rough. I went through mm-hmm. some very rough stuff. But looking, that's one of those things. Hindsight being twenty twenty, I'm I'm grateful for the experience. It really burned off some junk. Mm-hmm. you know, yeah. that needed to not be there. It didn't serve me. And it clearly was a past life pattern in my life. I could clearly see that I had a belief and a view. The Buddhists talk about your view and my students have heard me talk about it too. Your view, your view is very much affected by your karma, your karmic view. How do you shift mm-hmm. that? Mm-hmm. Well, you, as you change your consciousness, as you grow and evolve, your view also changes. Yeah, and that's sure. the work that you, that's the work that you do also. Yeah, which is great. Absolutely. And that's the thing. (laughs) That's why it's important not to get hung up on the story, right? You you don't want to identify with the story. You don't want to get hung up on the story. We've all had experiences, different range of experiences, you know, some hell, (laughs) some great, and all the way in between, right? So uh, it is about how you move through those experiences and what wisdom you keep. What awarenesses yep. you have, what wisdom you keep, and, and and you know, exactly. I'm grateful for all the experiences, as bad as they were. Some of them, you know, so I'm grateful because they really showed me a little bit more about people and also myself. And right? not like you said, the embody you being the the lovely Pisces that you are. This the embody. You know what the the high octave of that too, right? Is compassion. I yeah. have greater compassion. For example, I've had a lot of loss in my life. I've lost a lot of precious beings out of my life, you know, mm-hmm. and especially in the last three years, like literally not on the physical plane anymore. So yeah. I have a, a newer, a deeper resonance and compassion for people that have lost loved ones because I, that's been part of my own personal journey and see that's in my chart too. That's one of the things that I, <laughs> yeah, um, that I'm here to experience. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, that's the thing too, that it's been, uh, there's blessings in that as hard as it's been, there's been amazing blessings in that. Another thing, just to, this ties into what I just thought of this Saturn, again, Saturn, the 12th house is cosmic consciousness. It's things that are invisible, right? It's all of the great, the, co- you know, the cosmic sea, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and the, it's the unknowable. Mm-hmm. I predicted that society and also Casey did too, that society was going to get a lot more psychic when Neptune was in Pisces where it is right now. Um, I feel like now we'll have a Saturn Neptune conjunction for the next two and a half years. So I feel like this is another fun thing. I get this all the time. Oh, I'm not psychic. I don't have any mediumship medium ability, but I had a long conversation with my departed (laughs) loved one the other day and I absolutely believe him. 
I do. Why, you know, why, why, why would I not anyway? And yeah. secondly, there, this is what's available to us now, right? Talk about a, the veil being thinner. You know, I think over the next two and a half years, this is going to be a great time. If people are interested in learning more about spirituality, whether it be for my classes, your classes, any, anyone else that they're attracted to, whether it be astrology, mediumship, mm-hmm. healing, this is going to be on fire. This is the, the time. And also people that maybe have a toe in, they have some ability, they're a little bit curious. This is the other thing I was really shown is that healers, we know, we know how needed we are. We know that we're needed. And there's a whole other generation of folks coming up, millennial generation, you know, the Gen Z generation, you know, that are here in training to support humanity. So it's a really, it is an intense portal, but it's a really cool portal and it's really exciting too. So, yeah. So there's so many different, <clears throat> sorry, so many different possibilities that are opening up because of this, uh, of, the, of Pluto coming in now, the, the Pluto and Aquarius coming in now, but also the, the uh, Saturn and Pisces, just everything that's coming up now. If you're willing to look for the possibilities and the opportunities, they're there. And if, And at the same time, it's about trusting your intuition, trusting your gut, trusting your knowing. Yes. And follow and following that, right? So, if for if for example, and this is for you know everybody who's listening now or or later, um, if for example you've always felt like, oh, I wish I could, you know, meditate more, then you know, do it now. Take this the is the time. time. Yes. Right. Yeah. And like anything like that, or any any interest. Oh, I wish I could paint. Take a painting class. Yes. Right? Whatever happens to be. Just do it because that's going to start shifting your reality at the outer reality, but it's also going to start shifting your inner reality. So when we get these little whispers of, oh, you know what? I really wish I had time for this. This would be so much fun. Make the time. Take the time. Another little wonderful cosmic connection. You do that all the time. Another beautiful thing is like, say you always wanted to paint, like is a great example, Or, or say you want to go back to taking a dance class or whatever, some kind of artistic expression. I remember I read something and it initially made me sad. It said that there are so many creative people that are not expressing it because they're in the capitalism loop. Everybody's just mm. trying, trying to live. So the thing is, though, the more you do something out of joy and yeah. not out of duty, right? We know this out of out of what uplifts you and, and you know, enthusiasm. The word means to be filled with spirit. I love that. Mm. Whatever makes you be filled with spirit and you do more of that. As the keepers would say, it makes the road wider. And this is the other thing too, because I've said this before, people have made money in recessions in depression, mm-hmm. right? I mean, yes, this provides, yes, it's a, is it a challenge? Of course it is. Does that mean that you can't be successful? No, absolutely not. It means you have to level up your game. You have yeah. to get smarter. What is it? Think sm- work and work smarter, not harder as the saying goes mm-hmm. and be in the flow. And you know how you be in the flow is you do what you love. Even if Absolutely. it's just, even if it's ten minutes a day or however you could fit it in, but that's a great point, and I would really, really encourage that because Pisces rules the arts, especially music, mm. especially yeah. music. So uh, I, I'm a person that really loves music. I like to go hear live music. That's one way that I fill myself up. Um, if you play an instrument, that's great. You know, if you want to learn an instrument, now's a great time. So that's a good, really good point, Laura, that mm-hmm. it's about what's filling us up and, and making us, giving us joy, making us happy. Yeah. Yeah. 
I didn't want to focus just on the spiritual side, right? I wanted to bring in, you know, all aspects of our lives, right? So whatever that happens to be, whatever you feel joy in, start doing more of that, take lessons in it and just yes. immerse yourself, right? And it changes everything. And that's, people miss that part. Like if I'm stressed out about business, right? For example, I'm going to be like, focus, 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 focus on business, but I'm missing out on what brings me joy. And when there's no joy in, you know, in my life, how can I possibly do, you know, focus on my business as much as I would like, or as, as effectively as I would like. Right. Right. So, but, but when there's that joyness, it brings that, that joy energy comes into every aspect of your life, not just, Oh, I like to paint. And so I'm, I, I feel joyful when I'm painting. No, that joy comes into every area of your life and that uplifts you and raises your vibration and raises the vibration of everything that you do. Absolutely. It's beautiful. And again, it's going to be about the group. It's going to affect the group, the collective. You're going to raise yourself up. It's going to raise, again, it's going to widen the road. It's going to create more space for other people to be in a happier, more joyous vibration, because that, that is absolutely the antidote to all of the garbage and the nonsense is joy. Yeah. Is happiness, joy, love, peace, all of those considered the Buddhists call them the positive emotions, right? The beneficial emotions. This is really the soul medicine that I talk about in some of my own work that that's, that's what's needed in intense yeah. times. We need soul medicine. Even we more need so. it. We, yeah. we need yeah. more of it. We need more yeah. of it. So um, I'm just going to, I'm, I'm just going to yeah. make a, make a, a, a request. All those of you who are here now with us live, if you can just type in the chat, just really quickly, what brings you joy and please nobody say I don't know because you know what brings you joy so there's many things right so just type in the chat for yourself what brings you joy so I know for myself painting definitely brings me joy um as well playing with the boys brings me so much joy right but just find one thing okay and there's a reason for that I just wanted to emphasize the fact that joy is available everywhere <clears throat> everywhere that's, beautiful. that's a great exercise while you're doing that do you want to go ahead and look and um see if there's um some questions there to um some people yeah, were so, asking questions yeah so we have two people with their hands raised and there's some questions in the chat for sure about stuff <laughs> stuff. <laughs> stuff which i'm like already like um i have no idea um what does saturn opposition mean as a as compared to Saturn return, well, it, it I don't know what it's opposed. Uh, oh. Opposing just means it's opposite. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So if you have a Saturn opposition that say it's Saturn opposed Sun, that's gonna you know an opposition creates friction, but again, it produces amazing growth. A good example, I picked Sun for a reason. There's some amazing artists and songwriters I know that have a Saturn Sun opposition, mm. and it's not considered fun. But in this case, it's been highly creative and they've it produced amazing works of art out of it. Right. right. But it is a friction. It, you know, when you have an opposition, you have a friction there. Saturn okay, there transit opposition, natal Saturn. OK, Saturn opposed. See, this is also a personal aspect that I have to think about a little bit. Um, Saturn, wait, Saturn opposed. Let me see it again. What is it again? Can you can you read me that? I don't well, the, it, it was just at the beginning, there was, she was saying, I'm curious to hear anything relevant about Saturn opposition as well as return. But I don't know what's after that, because there's like so many things in between. Okay. Okay. 
Well, I think she said Saturn, like affecting your own. Oh, Saturn. I meant Saturn transit opposite opposition natal Saturn. I don't know. I have no idea. So this is I'm saying astrology is like I don't know. I, I don't know what the me, words mean. <laughs> let me answer that in the best I can. Transit Saturn opposition. Um, again, that's such a deep thing. I would say you really need to look at the rest of the chart and what else is traveling with it, right? Because these are little. This is a Saturn is one planet, right? This is a little bite size thing so you really need yeah. to look at what's going on with mars what's going on with pluto what's going on with your venus which is your relationship function everything in here you're talking about what you're describing about joy that's a very yeah. venusian and like painting singing being in nature these are all venusian or venus kind of aspects so mm -hmm. yeah uh, so that's a little bite-sized thing but whenever you have anything opposed like i said saturn it's gonna require some discipline it just, that's it. Is it. But again, does it mean you're, it's going to be a bummer? Like I said, I know some people that are incredible artists that have produced art that I love, that is, yeah. you know, that I really admire. So it's about how you work it. Like any aspect, it's going to be how you work with it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and what can you tell us about Saturday Sethi? Do you know what Saturday Sethi is? You, I'm sure you do. I'm sorry, what was that? Saturday Sethi? It's, I guess it's in Vedic astrology. But it's, you know, it's, I, I Vedic, me and Vedic yeah. are like, yeah, I don't. Mm -mm. Sorry, I, I travel. I know I'm in the middle of my Saturday Sati, which uh, somebody told me, and I was like, okay, cool. What does that mean exactly? <laughs> but it just it's it has to do with Saturn, and it has to do with you know just like I don't know, it doesn't matter. Well, I admire that system. I'm just not trained in it, and I have yeah. some colleagues that are very very good at it. At, at Vedic. So if people yeah. need Vedic astrologers, I could uh, tell them who tell them who those are, do those referrals. But um, yeah, I'm primarily trained in tropical evolutionary astrology, um, which is the Jeffrey Wolf Green method, just so anybody for people's information. Mm -hmm. And somebody was asking a question about when there when there's an R beside um, something retrograde so. Mesa planet is retrograde. Okay. Anytime so you see an RX, with a little line through it or just an R that means that that's retrograde. So like if you run your chart and it's next to the planet, that means, for example, let's say you run your birth chart and, and you've got Saturn with an R next to it. It means that Saturn, for example, was retrograde when you were born. That's what that means. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Okay. Thank you. And also just to add, to comment on that really quick, that means that the, the planetary energy is going to be more on an inward level. Anytime you have a retrograde in a natal chart, that means that energy is, is more inner as opposed to outer. It's more, it's going to be more yin inner application. So I wanted to add that to it. Okay. okay. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so in your reading, Melissa is asking, do you go into specific questions in your chart readings or the Saturn readings? Cause Melissa was looking up, looking at the package this morning. And just I do, I do. If it, you know, I, I obviously can't answer a lot of them. But um, I could certainly do an area of focus, which is a couple of questions. So, yes, I can't yeah. answer 10 questions, but yeah, I could yeah. answer probably two. So, yes, definitely. Awesome. And then after that, all the rest are the wonderful things that bring you joy, which I just love. Um, oh, good. Uh, somebody's asking a personal question. We, we, without the chart in front of us, we can't really answer personal questions. I don't know. So, like, I, I'm like. You know, she said, I'm a, I'm a, I'm Gemini with moon and rising in Scorpio. Any idea how the Saturn return will affect me? I have no idea. <laughs> um, yeah, I would really, uh, have to see the chart. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Whew. So, okay. I, I, I went through the whole thing, uh, now. 
All right. So there's some people with their hands raised. And again, even if you give us your birth date and time, we're, we can't look up your chart today on the call. Let okay? me just explain that really quick. I sure. percolate with the chart. I meditate on the chart. I let the symbols become, I take them inside. I have a process and it involves looking at the chart. So, it, you know, this is my own intuitive application and that's, it's just how I do it. And not everybody, some people can just read off the top of their heads. And I'm not an academic reader as some of you guys have probably gotten. I'm very much an intuitive reader. Um, you know, and that, those are the, that's the symbol system I use. So that, that explains that a little bit more why I really do need to sit with the chart. Uh, another thing too, just to explain briefly is I've been writing the cosmic weather uh, new moon and, and uh, full moon reports for 17 years. And I started writing those because the moon, I actually communicate with planets. I actually communicate with the bodies of the planets. And I started with the moon. And so whenever there's a moon coming up, like, you know, there, there obviously is, a, is a, like kind of a surface application, like a new moon, uh, you know, in Aries means this, like we're in the new moon in Aries cycle, right? But then I'll sit with it and I'll really commune with it and, and see what I'm hearing. You know, that might be another level or layer of what's going yeah. on. So that yeah. that's kind of how that works and why I can't really do readings in this forum. Yeah. But I encourage everyone to, if they're interested in my work, to uh, schedule a reading. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So uh, that being said, Destiny and Tanya still have their hands raised. So Destiny, okay. you have a question that it's not that it's not personal. <laughs> We'll have to see how this goes. Yes, Destiny, I you do. Want go ahead. Yes. Yeah. Hello. I have, I have, hi. I have a question that's not personally. Actually, I'm hoping that she could help us do this. Um, could she help us bring us like out of our head and down into our heart? We did that yesterday. Remember? Yeah, I know, <laughs> but. I think I need it again today if it's possible. And I said, go back and watch that show over and over again as many times as you need to because today we're talking mostly about you know astrology and just i don't know whatever what else is going to come up i want to add a comment alara's meditations are so beautiful and so powerful um i love to participate in those so you i'd say every meditation you do helps us with that connection but if you specifically it sounds like there's one where you specifically did that i'd love to watch that so yes just to kind of you know, reinforce that. Let's let's all watch that after the show. That sounds like a good good thing to watch. So yeah, yeah. Um, but 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 uh, but you know, all joking aside, Destiny, for sure, absolutely. It's a like I said yesterday. It's a regular process, right? It's it's a consistent, many times a day process where you have to physically, or not physically, but you know, move your, that energy from your head down to your heart and ground yourself. You have. I can't even talk. Got some water there. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to choke her up. That's okay. So um, Irma, is there anything that you can add for Destiny about how she can move the <clears throat> her thoughts and consciousness from her head to, down to her heart? Anything that I guess anything that she's picking up that would be helpful to me right now because today I'm... I mean, I'm definitely feeling myself shifting, but I'm in this place where I'm like in between this and this, and I'm not sure, I'm like, not sure what's going on in this moment. I would just advise to be quiet and to do grounding exercises. 
and also to do what uh, Alara's meditation that I, that I haven't seen and I already know it's great. That's what I would advise. Okay. Oh yeah, it, it it wasn't mine. It was uh, Emily's yesterday. Uh, she was on the show yesterday. She oh, did a she okay. did a, a a process yesterday that um, seemed to really help. Well, that sounds awesome. I want to watch it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Thank right, you. Thank you. And but just stay calm, Blessings. Destiny. Okay, that's the biggest thing. Stay calm. Okay, and stay in your body. All right. Let me add a little thing here. For anybody else that's feeling a little disheveled or discombobulated, we're in very high geomagnetic activity and a very high dose of Aries energy. Okay. This is very, very up here, like, and it's crackly. So anybody else that's, I'm, I know other people are experiencing this. Drink your water, do your grounding. Very, very important. If you could or do the earthing where you put your feet on the grass, the ground, if you can't go outside for, cause it's too cold, you could put them on the ground in your home. But very much this helps with the electromagnetic electromagnetic energies when the um, energy is really very high. You're right. The activity is very, very high right now. Um, so people and also people that are primarily earth signs or people with a lot of um, air and water, they can have not a great time with this with all this fire energy because they don't have as much of it in their chart. So whatever it is, you know, this is how you kind of look for what I call the antidote. Right. And so another antidote for a lot of fire is water. Drink your water. Maybe get in a bathtub, maybe get in the shower, maybe go to a body of water. So whatever it is, if you have a weakness there or a lack in your chart, look at something that's going to balance that out. I think that's good guidance pretty much for anybody, especially if you're in a period of high activity like we are right now. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you. And yeah, thank totally you. Makes sense. It take, makes you total sense what you're feeling, Destiny, but just use yeah. the tools use yeah. the tools okay use the tools for sure thank you ladies all right love you thank you thank you love you too thank you um all right tanya we're gonna <clears throat> go to tanya hi hi tanya <laughs> yeah um that was my question about the scorpio i i will ask general uh, um, astrological question because it was always bothering me when i discovered that i have a uh, two placements like moon and rising in both in Scorpio, I was, I started thinking, am I more Scorpio than Gemini or my sun sign is still uh, kind of dominating in my chart? Is mm. it like, because I, I see Scorpio on me, but it's all probably hidden inside, but it's a lot of Scorpio on me. <laughs> so what do you think? <laughs> That's a lot. You know what I, another little, um, a little, guidance tool is your ruling planet of Gemini is Mercury, which are Mercury. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah. So do, do you know what sign your Mercury is in? Oh, I have it written somewhere, but I don't have it right here. Uh, um, well, this, no, is, this is, this is detective work for you. Go and find <laughs> out, look at what sign your Mercury is in. This is the ruler of your sign. Yes, okay. Yes, there's, there's information there, right? But that, that does mean, this is another thing. Gemini and, and Scorpio are two of the most intuitive signs of the entire zodiac. You're probably a highly, highly intuitive person, without a doubt. And Gemini is the communicator, which is great because Scorpio energy can go so deep that it can, it, it can lose the words to even talk about it, right? Because it's one thing to see it. It's another thing to say it. And I have North Node and Gemini in my chart, which is why I'm able to communicate about the things that I see and experience. So that's a beautiful chart. I mean, in a lot of ways, it's very powerful. 
And so I, but again, I think I'm just being guided to tell you to look at your Mercury because Mercury is very important to, uh, to Gemini's because it's your ruling planet. So go, yeah. go have some fun with that and, uh, and go, go on a little journey with that. Okay. Cause that means okay. that that's the subtone of your son. That means that's the energy that travels alongside with your son, which I think would be very useful for you to know. Okay. Thank you. Sure. I will. Thank yeah. You. Thank you. Nice, nice to talk to you. Sure. Awesome. Nice thank you, Tanya. <clears throat> thank you, Lana. Um, okay. So, one second. All right. Okay. Where are we? <clears throat> okay. So, uh, yeah. So, Melissa says Aries rising and lots of fire and air here. Water and earth help so much when it's so intense. Yes. Yeah. Thank absolutely. you. Good comment. Good comment. Absolutely. Good and for you, you. And if you have grounding crystals, they will help too. <laughs> yes. Get your grounding crystals, get crystals, get your hematites, your obsidian, right? Uh, anything that gray and black color, your smoky. Yep. Oh, look, you're Scudder Andaras. Yep. Get your smoky, uh, smoky quartz is a good one. Tourmaline, black tourmaline, tourmaline, black tourmaline, black obsidian. Yes. Those are all really, really yep. good for grounding. And that can and help quartz you. too. And, yeah. and quartz too. Yeah. And that can yeah. help you right now when everything is so intense. Right. So yes. just, you know, we have so many tools around us. We just have to like get out of the fear and get out of the emotions and just start using something. You know, that's a great example of This is a great example. I'm a flower essence practitioner. I, and a gem, I, and a gem elixir maker and all, you know, there's times in the past that I'd be going through something and I, I have a dear friend that's another elixir maker and she'd be like, well, did you take your, your remedy? And I'd be like, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> we forget. <laughs> you, you just get a hold of your, you know, so sometimes you need a wonderful person like Laura or, you know, a friend to go, hey, get that crystal out or, you know, yeah. do that meditation or that remedy that helps you feel better. Why don't, why don't you take that? So yes, you're right. It's a great point. You get it. We, we get all need like, those. Yeah, we all need those reminders. So you know, it's like I mean, you know, to be to be um, hmm, totally transparent <laughs> and vulnerable. This week was really tough. I had a cancer scare, and so this week was like, you know, the not knowing and the and the thinking and then the googling and like all that stuff. You know, it's like, oh my god. You know, it was hell. I have to say, and I had no sleep trying to stay doing the shows, staying like calm during the shows, not, you know, getting emotional and whatever. And then, um, but I found out this morning, <laughs> no, thank God. No, everything's fine. It's like, and I could, I, and I didn't tell anybody like my husband. Yes. And my husband made me tell my mom. I didn't want to, cause you know, it's like, I didn't want to worry her, but you know, it's like when you have a, a scare like that, it, it, it like, flips you upside down and all around and it's like what the what the, what the what the heck you know and wow. and then you go you go into judgments like but i'm doing everything right i'm doing this 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 it's like how could this be so and even when even when i was told no 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 absolutely fine my mind was like no no i i i must have cancer i must have i must i must i must because of blah 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 Oh my God, your mind can rationalize everything, you know? But uh, so if I have been a little off this week, that's why. <laughs> it's like, it's like, oh my God. Wow. Um, I'm so grateful that that you're fine. This, I, what, what really dawned on me is this is really a Saturnian experience because 
I don't, I, again, I haven't seen your chart, but I know your son's in Pisces. So you're having the mm -hmm. sun Saturn contact and Saturn is about what we fear. This mm -hmm. is a really beautiful experience because you stayed conscious. I mean, and the thing is, it's not about not being worried, right? Because you're going to be worried. You're a human being. Yeah. Right. And also, you know, yeah, you said about the, the judgment coming in, all this stuff is, is part of it, but you know, I really think that this is really interesting because here you faced your fear. You're still here. I'm glad you got this news sooner than later. I'm glad you didn't get this news, the good news a month later or some <laughs> awful amount of time you'd have to, my gosh. Well, anyway, I, don't, right? I, I, I can't so even imagine, you know, and like, you know, when I was walking yesterday, because, you know, yesterday I was walking the boys yesterday and I was talking to God, universe, source, creator. And I was saying, I'm fine if I if I have cancer. I'm OK with it. That's fine. But, you know, the only reason why I don't want it is because it's going to cause extra stress on my parents and my kids. That's why that's the only reason why I don't want it. Otherwise, I'm fine. I can I can handle it. And if it's if it's meant to be, it'll be and, you know, it'll be fine. But I just don't want to stress out my parents and my kids. <laughs> that, that was that was my plea to the universe. I don't want to stress out my parents and my you kids. You were such a Pisces. Look at look at Alara going. I don't want my my troubles to bother anyone else. This is yeah. why Pisces. This is why, ladies and gentlemen, this is why Pisces is the end of the wheel. Case in point. Case <laughs> in point. It's not like oh me. Why am I going through this? See, I'm in Aries mood, so I would be like. Damn it. Why is it about me? Right. <laughs> me, me, me. But the Pisces is like, oh, these people that I love, this is going to. Uh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, I know. Well, I'm right. so grateful you're well. And that's a very powerful example. Yeah. So. But, but it made me look at life differently. Just this, you know, six days, like looking at everything totally differently. And like, holy crap. <laughs> so you have your set. Look at she had a Saturn experience that took her to the, all the way around in six days yeah. this is how accelerated things are it didn't take yeah. her six months or six years it took her six days ladies and gentlemen so yeah. this is what we're talking about this is about what's potential the potential of wisdom and learning right yeah. i mean that's yeah. very much a saturn experience laura because it's and, frightening uh, uh, it's and, and there, there was fear of course there was fear you know i was like yeah. saying to my husband it's like oh my god like like what the, will this mean and blah 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 and ben, and, and his answer is like well if if it comes to that you have to go home i said like, yes i do i have to go home if it comes to that no matter what i said like, i'm going home you know so it's like already looking at plans you know okay, what's going to change what's going to happen what you know like everything so it's like and then of course you know yeah, other stuff is going to change. And, you know, I have to put myself first. We all have to put ourselves first. So what's most important for you, right? And so I think this Pluto in Aquarius <laughs> that's coming in today or has come in today is going to make us all look at what is important for us, our transformation. Yes. Right? Great not, not about anything else. It has nothing to do with money. It has nothing to do with self-esteem or prestige or power or anything but it's going to come down to you and your evolution that's what i think you and your that, evolution that's a really good way to do it it's perfect your evolution and then as you can uh, how are you contributing to collective yeah. evolution yeah. those two things are very very important again because another important point that i didn't touch on but i'm guided to share is aquarius rules the 11th house which is the house of, which is called the house of friends and this doesn't necessarily mean people that you're chummy with or hang out with. These are people that you're like that. This this we're friends here. 
We yeah. all are like-minded. This is a really good example of an 11th house container is this group, okay? Because there's a common, there's some commonality that brings us here together. But Aquarius also rules trauma. Uranus rules trauma. We just had a tornado here in Southern California, folks. Really? Oh, in wow. Montebello, California yesterday, there was a tornado that ripped the roof off some businesses. In my whole lifetime, I've, I've only heard of one other tornado in Southern California, and it was very minor. This was, unfortunately, people were not injured, but it, there was a lot of property damage. Cars were destroyed. It was, we never, this isn't Kansas. This is California. Yeah. So yeah. this is like a very strange thing. This is the kind of thing that we're talking about. We also have Uranus. The ruler of Aquarius is in Taurus for a few more years. This is, I've talked about this before on a large show. This is why we're having this radical earth change stuff. One of the reasons, this is one of the reasons why you're having tornadoes in places you never get them. Hmm. And atmospheric rivers, we had this here too. We went from having a drought to having all of this water. So mm -hmm. this is a thing too, where we're really going to have to, you know, bond together. It's going to be about what to, I'm seeing a lot of this and it's beautiful. What do these people, what do people need? People are on it. You know, they need clothing, yeah. they need food, they need, I mean, like it's, this is the beauty of the internet in that regard, right? Yeah. What do these people need? Boom, we're on it. The community, the global community is on it to help these people. So this is another high, you know, aspect of Pluto and Aquarius is helping each other through the technology. But are we going to have some more major earth shift? Oh, absolutely. You mm -hmm. know, when Uranus is uncomfortable in Taurus and it rules the earth plane. So what that means is Uranus rules shocks and odd things <laughs> like tornadoes in california yeah so that you know but again we're here to help each other and be here now so that that again is going to counterbalance them absolutely and you know yeah. i just want to add a little bit to what i said earlier about you know this pluto in aquarius for the next 20 years it's about our personal transformation but our personal transformation automatically affects the collective it does that it automatically because so you don't have to do anything for the collective if you don't feel like it it's not a, it's not a it's, it's not a burden it's not an obligation but you i feel you do <laughs> you do have an obligation to yourself you do and you know another okay. cool thing to do is to is use the intention even if you don't do service work, right? Even if you don't feel called to do that. But if you have that intention, this is something that guidance told me years ago and it's in my books. If you have the intention to just go, I am, especially around abuse and trauma. There's a lot mm -hmm. of people doing very powerful work transforming abuse and trauma. Again, we're talking about widening the road. Consciously, at the end of all my sessions, I dedicate the work to the benefit of all sentient beings. Mm -hmm. That's what I do, right? So if you're dedicating your life to the benefit of all sentient beings, it's intentionally, that's a very powerful thing to do. So yeah. I want to just add that part to it. Absolutely. Yeah, I love that. Thank you. Okay, we will take some more questions in a second, but I just want to quickly uh, talk about the packages. So right, I'm going to share my screen um, because I'm looking at the clock and I'm like, oh gosh, where have we been just like talking, talking, talking? Like we do, <laughs> it's so much fun. I love being on your show. And it's like, oh, we didn't, we, we, we got to get back down to business folks so <laughs> um all right so irma has two packages basically a saturn return reading and a natal birth chart reading 
um, that are available for you. And I, 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 both packages are, uh, they have payment plan available too, and two and three part payment plan is available. And if you're an, in, an Inner Circle member, please use your 10 or 25% gift code from me. That will also be helpful. So the Saturn return, we've been talking a lot about the Saturn return. Um, but is there anything else that you want to add about it? So Irma will need your birth date, uh, data, time, date, and yes. place. Yes. Right? Yes. And, and as it says on there, if you don't have your time, um, the houses and the rising will not be as accurate. But to do a Saturn return reading, I don't necessarily need that. I, I need the place and the date, obviously. Optimally, yeah. it's best to have all three. But I get this question a lot like, oh, can you not run my chart because I don't have the time? No. Um, I also am, have gotten pretty good at intuiting whether it's a day chart or a night chart. So I can tune into it and kind of get an idea. It, it, it's been interesting to see how I, how my accuracy has grown with this because then sometimes people will get the time later and I won't be that far off. Mm. Um, but, and the thing, and another thing to remember is that if you have like, you know, four to say it's four to six hours off, it's not going to be that uh, inaccurate. If it's 12, say it's 12 hours off, like all the way, like halfway through 24 hours, it would be less accurate. But right. the point is you still can run your chart without the time, if anybody's wondering about that. So it says five to seven days, uh, depending on current queue. Um, I'm getting busy again. I would say, please be patient with me. Sometimes it might be seven to 10 days. It's, it's kind of up and down. My, my reading mm -hmm. schedule changes all the time. When I wrote this, it was five to seven days, but we'll, we'll see. It could be a little longer. So bear with me. Thank you. Right. And so that's the Saturn return. And then the, the natal birth chart, intuitive astrology reading, again, same idea about having the birth data, the time, date, and place. And then the turnaround is going to be maybe seven to 10 days. Um, go ahead. Could be, yeah. Yeah, it could, it could be. be. Or it could be five days. Again, it depends on the week and when, when the order comes in. Another for thing sure. I would add, too, is for people that have had their, that are familiar with their chart, because I know there's some wonderfully savvy people on this call. Um, it, with that, basically, if you have no questions and you just want my interpretation of your chart, I'm happy to do that. And I will interpret your chart, you know, with my intuitive lens. And the way I do that is whatever kind of pops out at me. And again, using evol evolutionary astrology as the kind of modality that I primarily use. If you've had your chart done and you're familiar with it, then you're, feel free to send me one or two questions, uh, you know, to see how that pertains to your chart. Okay. And I'm happy to do that. But for people that are new and um, have maybe not had a reading, had their chart read or haven't had it read in say, you know, 10 years, or I have people that go, oh, I had my chart read, read 20 years ago. Well, that's not going to be very fresh. So it's good to get another reading. And this is the kind of thing too, that with the blueprint, um, there's so many, you know, there could be 10 people that look at your 10 astrologers that look at your chart and we're all going to, you know, maybe pinpoint out something different because there's so much vast information in a birth chart. I try to really tune in onto what speaks to me the loudest and the clearest and what the, you know, what spirit wants you to hear about your chart the most. Yeah. So yeah. that, that being said, it's not like, Oh, I've had my, it's not a one and done, you know, when it comes to a natal chart reading, cause there's so much there. So I just thought I'd put that out there. Too. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Thank you. Uh, I didn't know that as well. And um, and to some wonderful testimonials, please check them out. And again, like I said, uh, package A and package B, uh, both packages, two and three part payment plans are available as well as you can use your 10 or 25% gift code. So please do take advantage of that. Um, 
I, I just found out um, <laughs> after like so many years, my birth time, we were always estimating because my parents didn't know, you know, they said, oh, somewhere between two and three a.m. And then, we, I mean, 12 and three a.m. Then finally narrowed down to 244 a.m., you know, with help of an astrologer. Now I just found out because <laughs> I have a written thing. Uh, it's 5.45 a.m. It's like, oh, my God. First, my head, the date was wrong by one day. Then the time was wrong all these years. Now I finally got 5.45 a.m. March 8th. <sighs> well, you know what? To add, to add on that, to go between 12 and 5.45 is within six hours. Yeah. Right? So it still would be primarily accurate. Again, if it was eight hours, 10 or 12 hours, then you're getting farther away. Well, I'm glad you got that. That's good. I know, That's right? Yeah, that is. I know. <laughs> I, I have like, people oh like my that goodness. too. That's like, mom said this and this said that. And no, I'm glad you have that. That's important. Yeah. I mean, I've, like, I've gotten... I, I'm 56. Now I finally got my correct birth time. I was 20. I think when I found out, oh no, my birthday is not March 7th. It's March 8th. So I was like, oh my God. Okay. Good to know. No wonder the astrology readings and the horoscope, whatever, never made sense. <laughs> but you know what, that, what's interesting too, is like, for example, Tibetans in Tibet, um, I don't know if they've changed that now, but I've read a lot of Tibetans and they don't record the time. They haven't ah. recorded the time in the past. So this okay. is part of the reason I've gotten pretty good at kind of, you know, putting on my spidey sense intuitive hat when I look at the chart. And again, if is it a day or night chart, and that kind of thing. So there are people born in places in the world that you that the time is not given. And again, mm -hmm. that's not going to be a deterrent to getting your chart read. So that, again, yeah. I get that question a lot. I wanted to be real clear on that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, yeah, yeah. I just thought it was funny. I just thought that it was is funny. That funny <laughs> it's odd. It's very odd. It's like, oh, yeah, we finally got it, got it figured out. It's like, oh my God, my parents did, could not look at that piece of paper for the, all these years. Like, oh my God. And then I, you know, <laughs> I, I had to, and it's in Hindi. And then I, I sent it to a, an Indian astrologer. I said, can you just looking at this, figure out what time? And then he told me 5.45 a.m. And then my mom said, oh yeah, I think it's 5.45 a.m. I was looking at it. It's like, okay. I'm like, thanks mom. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Right, happens at 56 um it, it really depends because i i'm 58 and i'm having mine now so i'm 56 you, madalena you, so you know you have to look and see where it is and Ilara, if you want to know when yours is feel feel free to send me your chart and i'd be happy to tell you that what okay. chart all i have is my friggin birth date and time i'll now. run it i'll i can <laughs> run it you know where you're born. You have the date. I know, where I, was, time, so we can I know where I was born. <laughs> that is guaranteed unless they've suddenly changed that on me too. But yes, we, we can <laughs> run it. Yeah. So just to clarify, if you have Saturn and Pisces, anybody on this call at sometime between now and the next 2.5 years, you will be having your Saturn return. It is an orb, which means you're going to be feeling the effects of it right now. But mm -hmm. like if it's later, yeah, it's two. How long does the Saturn return last? Good question. Um, the actual, where it's direct, it moves fairly slowly. I'm trying to think if it would just be a couple of weeks because it's going to be separating, right? Like mine, mine's it's two degrees and I don't know exactly how many I'm thinking we have to do the math on zero to 30 degrees in 2.5 years. So that's going to be pretty mm -hmm. slow moving. Yeah. So you would be feeling it for, you know, several months as far as the direct, direct hit of it, it would be several months. But if you have Saturn and Pisces, the, in the next two and a half years, you will be in the orb of that. So just to mm -hmm. clear, clarify that. So we okay. should, um, 
Let's share about my sale. Let's share about this guy. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, we uh, we love crystals. Oh my God. And 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 crystal skulls. We we love crystal skulls. I wish I had more of them here, but they're over there. But so I don't want to get on my chair. But yes, go ahead. Share away. Well, I'm I'm having um I have Bright Star Emporium. Alara's been a wonderful uh, friend and, and customer and uh, and her her crew. Um, we've had Bright Star Emporium at Facebook for, for several years now, since 2018. And uh, we love to have, we sell all, all kinds of items, but um, we love the crystal skulls. Here, here's an example of one of the beautiful Aura Quartz skulls that's going to be in the sale. And uh, the sale is going to start tomorrow and go through Saturday. So anybody that's on Facebook, um, look us up, Bright Star Emporium. I don't know if you could link that somewhere, Alara, the group link, or we'll, we'll, we'll get it to people. Um, there's that. And then also it's at Bright Star Emporium and Instagram. We also have a store there, just the word Bright Star Emporium, one word at Instagram. So we have items there also, but Facebook people, um, it's all about Bright Star Emporium Facebook group. Another thing you're going to want to get on, I have way too, we have way too much inventory. This is another thing. It's like, I'd like to be able to get in my office and like not trip. I have so much stuff been going to Sedona. Um, a lot of the crystals are sourced in Sedona. Um, oh, thank you so much for that. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm going to be doing auctions. They're going to be starting in June. We're having Zoom auctions. We're going to have them all summer, June, July, and August. Um, we, My prices are always well below retail, like anywhere from 20 to 50% below retail, always on, on every item. But when we get into the um, auctions, they're going to be very good prices. They're going to be in the 40 and 50% off retail, pretty much every item. So if you're interested in that, um, That'll be in my uh, newsletter, ermakay.com, and we'll be talking more about that in group. But that's definitely going to be, a, especially people that have stores, have their own retail business. If you just want to, you know, get some more in your own collection for a good price. Um, we have ethically obtained crystals. A lot of them are activated at sacred spots and they're below retail. So it's a win-win for everybody. Yes, <laughs> so thank I, you. I have loved ordering my crystals from from Irma because um, they are good quality and um, uh, the energies from all of them. I mean, I have so many Andara that's crazy <laughs> that I got from Irma and that beautiful Ankh. Unfortunately, my husband broke it. Uh, last year when he had his um, psychotic episode, he, uh, anyway, you, it doesn't matter. Did you glue it back together? No, we still have the two pieces, but you know, it's like, ah. Uh, well, yeah. when things break, you can kind of tune in. That's a good point because people ask me this too. You can tune in and go, does this want to be two pieces or does it want to be back together? Because sometimes the crystal is perfectly happy being two pieces and it can yeah. be in two different places in the house, right? Because that's happened with mine. There's other um, crystals that I've had that have cleaved or broke and they wanted to be back together and you can get a very special kind of, you know, good crystal glue, not your garden variety stuff at the grocery store you get some yeah. very good high quality glue and you glue it back together and you can't even see really there might mm -hmm. be a little mark there so mm -hmm. that's that's the thing i would recommend you know tune into the crystal and see does it want to be two pieces some crystals want to be two pieces and sometimes they want to be shared yeah which is interesting sometimes it'll break in half and someone will go oh i know who's supposed to have the other part of this almost like a little twinning kind yeah. of a thing so that that happens too but if you do okay. if folks you can repair them so just Okay. Yeah. And we used to have that glue when we were in Canada, but I will look and see if I can find it here as well. Yeah. But yeah. 
So yes, I love crystals. Uh, if you were to see my place, you would see crystals everywhere. And the thing is, even with crystals, even with them being everywhere, you still have to use them, work with them as well, right? Give attention Absolutely. to them as well, right? Absolutely. So give, you know, so, um, but yeah, they're, they're great. Uh, I hate the word tools, but they're great friends to work with. Well, you know what else they are? They're facilitators, right? They're tools and facilitators. And especially crystal skulls, and Dara's, these are going to be great things to work with, especially through this upcoming eclipse portal. Hmm. So that's going to be whenever you get Scorpio energy, Taurus and Scorpio energy, they, it loves, loves, loves crystals, right? Hmm. Taurus mm -hmm. is very much earth energy. And then you've got Scorpio, which is this very powerful plutonic transformational energy. So yeah, you know, bust out your crystals in the, um, in the eclipse portal upcoming, definitely do that. Okay. Absolutely. And then of course, check out the sale at Bright Star Emporium. Not, not just like this one sale, but keep checking. Yeah, we have sales. We have sales all the time. All the we time. Have exactly. Time. We have them every <laughs> month. So just to talk a little bit about that, we have the wonderful sale for Mother's Day every year that we offer really beautiful jewelry and uh, gifts for you, for, for your own mother. And also maybe for, for your, for your biological, physical mother, you might want to buy her one. Um, that, that's going to be in May. We also are going to have an Easter sale. We have some really beautiful eggs egg-shaped crystals for Easter. So we are, in, and we have rabbits, of course, for Year of the Rabbit. So we always have fun sales like pretty much every month. So check that yes. out. Thank awesome. you. Yes, good, awesome, thank you. Um, all right, any other last words of wisdom from from yourself or from the crystals? Who wants to, who, who wants to share that last bit of wisdom? I mean, me or you? Um. <laughs> I meant you or the crystals that you oh, are working with. Oh, we are the with. crystals. We are the <laughs> crystals. Actually, you know, what's interesting about skulls, what I will share about this is, you know, the skulls are part of a deeper network, right? They're part of the crystalline kingdom and the network. And it's interesting because they kind of, it seems like the communication, it's always there, but there's times when it's like louder, right? And then it kind of, mm -hmm. you know, maybe goes down, gets a little bit more mellow again. I just feel like there's going to be, and you know, it's interesting because when we go back to those saving symbols, we we're talking about new networks works, new communication. Mm -hmm. That's why that very much ties into that. If you have favorite crystals that speak to you, definitely sit with them in this portal because it, they're going to be chatty. They're going to mm -hmm. be chattier than usual. I, I'm pretty much positive about that. So I really awesome. appreciate everybody on the call today. I love being on your show, Laura. It's so much fun. Right. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Too. <laughs> yes and thank you somebody so everybody for all your questions comments feedback all the ways that you experience joy that's awesome and thank I you for it. your blessings as well so i really appreciate that thank you thank you um definitely work with irma if you can you will you will not regret it for sure i mean like there's so much information i didn't realize how much information is available in these charts so there's so much information available for you um, and it can help you to navigate the next few years. <laughs> what's happening? What's this coming is up? Another right? thing I just want to add too, even if you're not having a Saturn return, maybe you have one coming up. Also, I have people that um, had Saturn in Aquarius. So they're just, their Saturn return is just ended. And I've mm -hmm. done Saturn return. I want, I'm glad I remembered this. So it can be like, you know, what guidance can I get about what I just experienced for the last two and a half years? Right. right. So yeah. it's like, you really can kind of get this at any point on it. Or if yours is coming up, say you have Saturn and Aries and you want to know what's coming up. We can look at that too. Okay. But yeah. obviously I'm focusing on Pisces because right now, because that's where we are, but just yeah. know wherever you are on the timeline, you can take a look at it astrologically. So awesome. thank you. Thank, thank you. you.
All right, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Until next time, may you continue to be blessed with an abundance of joy, peace, love, happiness, prosperity, and radiant health. Sending you all much love and blessings always. Bye for now.